welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I have Woman of God, who is a best-selling author. She is the CEO of her own company, and she is ranked number eight as the top guru branding and marketing person in the world. It gives me great privilege to introduce to you, Lethia Owens. When did you realize that you had a gift for branding and marketing? Oh, wow. I realized that I had a gift for branding and marketing when I was actually leaving corporate America. I felt the call in my life to become a professional speaker, but I didn't know what I was supposed to speak about. <laughs> and so my philosophy was when people would say, hey, Lethia, what do you speak on? And I would say, whatever you're writing a check for, that's what I speak on, right? <laughs> But as I, you know, started speaking on anything that I knew anything about, I had $2 million mentors who or millionaire mentors who basically said, hey, Lethe, you need to pick a lane. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I mean, what do you mean pick a lane? And they said, you need to pick a lane. What is your expertise? And so they, they both took me through very different exercises that led me to the same place. And what I discovered is that in my corporate experience, I had constantly been challenged with the choice of do I assimilate and become who the environment wanted me to become or do I stand my ground and be who I've been called to be? And Mm -hmm. what I realized is in my corporate career that I was really good at standing my ground and not assimilating and being who I am on purpose and without apology. And so as I did those assignments by both of my mentors, I realized that was my gifting. That was my natural bent is to teach other people how to build a powerful personal brand that was in alignment with their most authentic self. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's really when I got the aha that I'm supposed to be in branding, which is so weird because I am a math and computer science chick. Like my undergraduate degree is in computer science. And I'm like, God, why are you calling me to work with brands? Like branding is all about messaging and words. And that's so not my jam. But when you allow (laughs) the anointing of God to flow through you, what you find is that there is an anointing that you may have that may not be what you think your natural gifts are. And so that's how I ended up in branding. And as I worked in branding with professionals, helping them see themselves as a personal brand and show up at work as a personal brand and learning how to create a career that they loved based on them building a brand that opened up doors for them, a lot of my colleagues who were speakers started to say, hey, you're building a very successful business. Show me how you're doing that. And then I began branding experts, speakers, authors, coaches, and service professionals. And so that's kind of how I ended up in this world of personal branding. Now, how hard was it for you to stand firm, not only just in your faith, but then who you are? Well, it's really interesting. When I showed up at work, my first day of work, um, in one of my presentations, I have a slide that has a middle-aged white man, a picture of me at 27, um, middle-aged white man, middle-aged white man, middle-aged white man. And at the top of the slide, it says, which one of these is not like the others? Right? <laughs> but that's what I encountered when I left my HBCU college in Albany, Georgia, right? Where almost everyone was black and I show up at work on the first day and I'm like, what? And that was my reality. 
as a black woman, it was really challenging because there was so much pressure to assimilate and, and play ball like my male counterparts. And I remember someone balled up a piece of paper one day and actually threw it and hit me in the back of my head in a meeting because I asked too many questions. I was like, you know, you can take the girl out of the hood, but you you can't take the hood out of the girl. And I'm like, I, they, they're going to make me lose my mind up in here. Like, that was my thought, right? <laughs> but I kept my cool, and I'm glad I did, because what I've come to realize is if you make a misstep, it lasts with you throughout your whole career, um, especially at that company. And so luckily I held my cool, but what I learned is that my gift of communication and my my curiosity of understanding why, needing to understand why, actually became big benefits to me because my company started to leverage the fact that I was curious and, and sincerely interested in the why of things and I was an effective communicator, I started to get opportunities that my male counterparts weren't getting because they were more concerned with just getting the work done. And, and so when I found out that, wow, this makes me different, and I learned that the things that make you different also make you valuable, and what makes you valuable will make you wealthy. When you found out that you were the A branding guru among 30 in this whole world, what was your reaction when you found that out? I said, who is punking me? My husband is a jokester. And I'm like, he has written somebody, told them to send me a fake email. Like, I am going to kill him, was my first reaction. <laughs> because I just knew I was I was being punked, right? And as I did, I dug a little deeper, I found out that 22,500 people voted. And they had this list of maybe like 50 or 100 people. But I was among the top 30. And I was ranked number eight. And I was like, wow, how did I do that? So I began to reverse engineer and try to really figure out how did I do that? Because I'm up at the top of the list with like Peter Montoya and uh, Tom Peters and some of the world's greatest branding experts, right? Personal branding at this time had only the, the phrase had only been around for maybe five years. Then I realized that it was my market domination blueprint that I followed to help me be seen everywhere. At the time, my social media strategy followed my my blueprint and everywhere you look there you saw lethia owens lethia owens so here's the thing that you need to understand and your audience needs to understand i'm ranked number eight and i'm really good at what i do but mm -hmm. people voted for me not because i'm the best because they'd worked with me they voted for me because i was everywhere so they assumed that I must be really good at what I do. So when you are visible and you are really good at promoting yourself and positioning yourself, people will associate that with credibility. That brings me to a blog that you wrote about daring to be irresistible. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal, you know, when you walk in your and, and what makes you irresistible, your irresistible factor, what you're really doing is sharing your most authentic self with the world. And um, I use the term magnetic as well. So I believe that each of us, especially business owners, I believe that each of us 
were created with a specific solution that we are to provide in the world. And there is someone somewhere in the world waiting on us to figure that out and to show up powerfully with that solution. So if we have a solution that we've been gifted with, I believe that it would be crazy for God not to create people who need the solution. So there are people with a particular problem that we are the perfect solution for. And so I, what I, the way I like to say this to my clients is, that your customers have been predestined to work with you before the foundation of the world was ever created. Like they're already there waiting on you. What's important for you to do is to show up and be visible. That's why the market domination blueprint is so important. So when they see you, when your paths cross, they'll know that's who I've been waiting on. And it was something else I saw too. Breakdown epic. So, so it's real interesting. I have a book called um, Your Brand Influence. In that book, I really am helping people understand how to build um, an influential personal brand. Because when you look at you know, your personal brand, it really is, your brand is made up of the thoughts, the feelings, the ideas, and the perceptions that people hold in their mind about who you are. In building that personal brand, it's important for you to understand that you get to shape how other people see you. And so when working with clients and when doing keynotes, I often talk about an epic brand. And really when you're building an epic brand, you're focusing on exposure. It's not it's not so much about who you know, but it's about who knows you, right? Mm-hmm. Gaining visibility so that individuals inside your company or outside your company, it's important for people to know you, right? And so when mm-hmm. you build an epic brand and you're promoting yourself and and articulating the value that you bring to the table, people get to to know you and they get to see you and they get to um, remember you so that when future opportunities arise, they're like, oh, Lethia is the one we need to call for this. I remember Enterprise called me up and wanted to do some work with me because some of their employees had been in a workshop that I had done or led. And so when it came time to hire a keynote presenter for one of their programs, people said, oh, we need to check in with Lethia. We need to connect with her. And so I was able to get that assignment because people remembered. Mm-hmm. Also, in building an epic brand, you have to think about your performance. And so your performance is all about the projects that you work on and the, the projects that you complete. And how do you do, do, how do you complete your projects? Are you completing them with quality and excellence? Are you completing them in such a way that leaves others better because you've been a part of the project? And so how you get your work done is also very important. And then the I in Epic focuses on your image, right? And so it's all about um, how others see you because the reality of it is, is that you're not going to close a deal. You're not going to get a promotion and you're not going to um, receive an opportunity because of what you think about yourself. It's often because of how other people see you uh, that those doors are opened or those opportunities present themselves. And so every interaction that you have is an opportunity for you to enhance or for you to detract from how other people perceive your brand. So your image is everything. And then the C in Epic is really about confidence. It's really important for you to have strong belief in your ability to perform at a high level and to make meaningful contributions um, to your organization and to your clients. And when you're able to show up with that confidence, it's absolutely contagious. 
what if a person has a hard time exuding that confidence? How do you try to pull that out of them? And I think it goes back to helping people see their value. And oftentimes, especially let's just take a, a person having difficulty quoting their fee. So let's say their fee is $5,000 for consulting. And what I find is a lot of women have difficulty quoting their fee because they're like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I can serve all day long, but I don't want to talk about fee. I don't want to have to talk about how much I charge. But then when I have them do an exercise and I have them create a list of how much money have you invested in your education, in your schooling, in your certifications, how much time and energy have you contributed to learning through the school of hard knocks, through trial and error, through trying and through um, trying to figure things out, right? How much energy and mm-hmm. time have you expended? And when people begin to count up the cost of what they've poured into being qualified to do the work that they do, then all of a sudden they realize I'm worth it. I'm worth either the salary that I'm trying to command or I'm worth the fee that I'm charging. And so when you get clear about your value, there is a confidence that wells up inside of you that allows you to be able to confidently and boldly state your fee and ask for what you really want. And then sometimes you realize you probably undercharged them and you need to ask for a little bit more. That's happened to me several times. Why did I put myself on blue light special? They didn't ask me to discount myself, right? We do that automatically. We don't even give them a chance to pay full price. We quote our fee, you know, it's $10. But if you don't have $10, I'll take $5, right? Ask for what you really want and then shut up. Because I I used to do hair a long time ago and I had a bad habit of going, I don't want to charge you this much. I tell you what, I'll charge you this. And I didn't put all on much time and effort and making an inch into 12 inches and I'm like shoot and you know that picky what I was asking you for everything under the sun can you everything this? Can you change this and you're doing all that work and not asking for what you're really worth yeah knowing their hair is tighter than tight but want me to have a look at silky smooth you know what right right <laughs> oh, I love it Tell me about uh, Women of Audacious Faith. Sure. So the Women of Audacious Faith is our community and our movement. Um, I realized that when I looked up the top Christian business books, I couldn't wait to see what books I would find. I'm actually working on my doctorate in Christian entrepreneurship. So I'm you know, really excited. I was really excited about building my library of faith-based books that were on business. And the top 60 books, out of the top 60 books, 58 were written by men and the two that were written by women were on prayer. And I was like, where is the wisdom of women in the arena of, you know, business and faith? And it just blew my mind. And then I got agitated and I was like, Mm -hmm. we got something about this. And so as I started praying, you know, to God, he showed me this amazing community of women that in this community that, you know, had the best faith-based teachers and the best uh, business leaders. And I'm like, Oh, I can't wait. Where do I go sign up? And he said, no, Mm -hmm. you're going to create it. And I was like, Whoa, what, what? Right. And so I lay, I mean, I just wrestled with God for about three months. I'm like, I know this chick who can do this better than me. I know this person who, who, who has more resources. I, I don't have time for this Lord. I'm over here trying to do branding with, you know, corporations. And he said that he called me to do it. And finally I said, yes, you know, and I believe that everything we desire 
when everything that we want is on the other side of our yes to God. And so I said yes, and the Women of Audacious Faith was born. And then over the course of a year, he has sent me 12 women that are my covenant partners, kind of like the 12 disciples, but he sent mm-hmm. me women who are the support and the leadership team for the Women of Audacious Faith. And um, they have been a tremendous um, help in making sure that this ministry and this movement um, has deep roots and that we're able to serve people the way that we desire to. Now, what is the purpose of Audacious? What is the hope, the core purpose of that? It's really to equip women, to help them grow their faith in their business. Because I think that women, especially Christian women, they're, they're undercharging. They don't understand their identity in Christ. They don't know their value. They don't, some of them are struggling to develop intimate relationships with God. And many of them aren't getting paid well to do what they love. And so our purpose is to really address those things and to help them understand their identity in Christ, um, know their purpose and their 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 um, calling, help them understand their value and help them um, really get paid well to do what they, they love. And we do that in the form of sisterhood and community and through education. So we have, like we just had a master class last night and the, the area of um, training was around crafting the story that you must tell, that mm-hmm. your customers are waiting to hear. And then we had mastermind time where people brought their challenges to the table and we did laser coaching. So we do that once a month and we have training that the women are able to participate, video-based training that they're able to participate in every month. And we have a monthly gathering where women in um, communities all over the world are coming together to have First Friday, which is a gathering of Women of Audacious Faith members to just love and support one another. We're really big on covenant relationships and we're really big on contributions. So when you join our community, one of the first things we ask is how are you planning to contribute? What do you have that you could offer back to the community to make us better and stronger? What I've learned as far as being a woman who's trying to be upcoming in business and my faith, I always feel like I'm compromising one of the two sometimes. Mm-hmm. How do you help someone let them know that they could blend the two and the two go hand in hand and you really can't live without the other. Right. Especially God. Absolutely. And that's why we have, we just launched, well, we're launching next month, but we just filmed our faith fueled business show because if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be doing business without God. And if you are a business person, You shouldn't be doing business without your faith. And so we teach women to bring even their business decisions um, to to the Lord. There's nothing too big or too small that he won't help you with. And so learning to make conversations with God a daily and normal part of how you do business and life um, is really, really important. And so that's really, for us, that's where it all starts is having, learning to integrate God into conversations that we have around life and business. So it doesn't matter what the topic is constantly throughout the day, instead of striving and trying to figure out things on our own and trying to make things happen on our own, we're in this constant conversation of, okay, Lord, I have this opportunity. Should I do this or should I do that? Oh my God, Lord, thank you so much for this new client. And we celebrate. So like having a conversation with them is just a normal part of 
you know, being thankful for our husbands or being thankful for that client or being prayerful about the conflict that we have had with our husbands or being prayerful about this contract that we're praying about or this conference that we're trying to, you know, host and so forth. So just learning to integrate our conversations with God into all of our dealings is um, really how we help women integrate their faith and their business. Here's my last question. If you could have a theme song play every time you walked in the room, what would it be and why? So I would have a different song for different seasons. But if you ask me right now, my theme song would be Nothing Else is what I just have on repeat that I'm playing that is um, my jam right now. And God is just, I need him to know. Cody Carnes is the artist, but it's called Nothing mm-hmm. Else. And there's a phrase that says, more than what you can do, I just want you. And so it's basically saying, God, I'm not here looking for blessings. I'm not here looking for you know what you can do for me. I just want you. So that is the theme song right now in my life. Like if I can't have anything else, if I could just have Jesus, if I could just have God, like mm-hmm. an intimate, close, everything else will fall into line. And I would much rather live the rest of my days in discomfort in the will of God than to live the rest of my days outside of the will of God and in comfort. Amen. Thank you so much. Be blessed and encouraged. Thank you for the opportunity. Hopefully this blesses your audience. And um, let me know when it goes live so I can promote it and share it. I sure will. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. I would like to thank Lethia for being on my show. Your knowledge and your wisdom is worth far more than gold. And if you would like to be on Royal Church Girl, hit the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with this thing. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. I mean, come on. You don't want to miss not one show, do you? Thanks for listening to your girl, your one and only Royal Church Girl. Thank you.